0: Hello, all our boggies out there. Welcome to episode twenty-seven of Your Brain on God, 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 God. God, God. God, God. In this episode, we are talking about the arbitrary nature of words Word. and the importance of looking beyond the words. To the heart of the person behind them so listen up it's gonna be a good one enjoy
1: make sure to have fun well hello all of our boggies out there it is friday eleven fifty-two a.m i don't know what time it is i'm just saying that was that. close was it close
0: yeah it's 11.53. It's 11.53. Oh,
1: whoa. whoa. <laughs> Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. <laughs> I think it turned 11.53 once you looked. It was 11.52. When
0: you said it, it probably was 11.52.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. You might not be listening to it at this time, but I just want to let you know that when we're recording this, it's 11.53 now, Friday morning, and we're so excited to be with you on episode 27 of Your Brain 27. on God. 27. Episode 27. That's crazy, it's actually. We're almost at thirty. I remember when I felt twenty-seven. I am this is the episode of my age. You are twenty seven. Jeez. <laughs> Dang. This is crazy, man. This is monumental. Why didn't you get me balloons? Ha- I'm sorry, I was <laughs> gonna say happy twenty seventh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you give me balloons, Daryl? This is terrible. <laughs> Next time. Oh Next man. Next
0: time. Oh, this is never gonna happen again.
1: Do you think there's any podcasters (laughs) that just record like once a year, like their 28th episode in 2028? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. And then it's just just like a 16-hour episode. That (laughs) of everything they learned in this in that year. That whole day is just them talking. Yeah. (laughs) About what they learned. That'd be pretty incredible, actually. What I what I learned this last year. And then it's a full extensive 16-hour in 2000, was it 21? They're 21 years old, and then they grow with their podcast.
0: Wow, the 21 year—this is what they learned. This is exactly. What, I have uh, some friends from college when I, went, when I was going to college. They, they would make montages of their years. Really, they were video videographers, and they at the end of the year they'd make a montage of just the different highlights throughout the year. It's kind of cool.
1: That's actually dope. I appreciate people that are creative like that. I'm not. I, I don't know. I just can't make videos like that. You know. Yeah, it's that's just, all right. Yeah, or I also don't use a. I never record anything. It's actually <laughs> wow. I don't document my life. I don't know. I just don't. I don't care to. I guess what are memories? I'm just way more present than pretty much everybody. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're excited. That's the best way to capture a moment. Is it, it is right here. I love what my girlfriend Abby does. She like takes it. Her fingers like this, and then she just she captures it every time she's like having a good time we never take pictures together but she always does imaginary pictures
0: i wonder how long that's gonna
1: last yeah (laughs) will there ever be a day where you wish we should have taken an actual picture (laughs) yeah probably i think we're starting to get to that point where we want to take more pictures together it's kind of cute actually like we played tennis together the other week and then she was like take a photo and then we took like uh like serena williams photos yeah yeah yeah.
0: me and Brittany have been thinking we should like i put serena
1: williams face on mine Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serena Williams photos.
0: Nice. Did that inspire you?
1: That inspired me, yeah. To like get better.
0: Me and Brittany uh, have talked about taking photos again because we don't take as many photos as we used to.
1: I know. I think it's like actually a cute thing.
0: We used to take a lot of photos together. Now it's not as as common. We still take them though.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think actually, um, and I think my my mom actually knows this, but (laughs) I think I actually hate photos. I hate photos because of the fact that photos were always taken, like, growing up. And then we'd have, like, these, these like, sad family moments. And then we'd take a picture, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so
0: photos. If you couldn't see, he had a very big open mouth smile
1: with a thumbs up. With a thumbs up, <laughs> up yeah. <laughs> in the photos, no, I would always just mess around, you know what I mean, in the photos. Because uh, photos started to equate to fake
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Photos. So if I say the word photo, you think fake.
1: I I think, (laughs) well, I would think of Instagram, and then that would make me think of people setting up photos for the sake, for the purpose of other people seeing them. And so you're not actually like uh, just appreciating what you're actually doing, you're presenting that in a curated way to another person so that they can see it and like it. That I hate. I just got angry just talking about that. I'm not not gonna lie to you guys, yeah. Do you know what's funny?
0: What? Is that actually reminds me of words.
1: which is what we're talking about in episode 27 <laughs>
0: but you can say i can say photo and you think instagram curated
1: fake fake i know isn't that crazy you could actually say the word photo yeah yeah we're gonna be talking about uh, words and actually that exact thing today which i love i love that we just accidentally got into our topic by by talking about how much yeah. i hate photos and instagram anyway um yeah we're gonna be talking about words and kind of like the the arbitrariness i think that's word arbitrariness the arbitrarious the (laughs) the arbitrarious nature of words i want to be a superhero called the arbitrarious
0: (laughs) the arbitrarious
1: you don't know what i am sounds like
0: (laughs) (laughs) my first thing that comes to mind is a bird probably
1: because of uh trees arbor bird an arbor an arborist an arborist (laughs) the (laughs) arbitrarious And I, oh, whoa, and I'm like a, you don't even know what I am, but I'm constantly cutting down trees, and you don't know why. Constantly cutting down trees? <laughs> I just Super come villain. to your front yard, and I'm cutting down trees. It's the arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> it's the arbitrary. It's <laughs> the Your tagline is timber. see how we just made up an entire (laughs) meaning from something you know what i'm saying and and that is what words are i just want to let everybody know that okay that's what words are but we literally are making right now Darren and i are making sounds with our mouths in certain ways to create words that your mind is instantaneously right now interpreting in some way into meaning into meaning these are just sounds coming from my mouth, if you really think about it. If you haven't been mind-blown yet, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you five seconds to be mind-blown about that right now. There you go. Are you mind sounds? <laughs>
0: sounds. Words are just sounds yeah. that we attribute meaning to. It's crazy, guys. A, f- a, s- a phrase I've heard recently, again, is
1: words don't mean things. People mean things. People mean things. It's like guns don't kill people. I kill people. (laughs) People kill people. People kill people.
0: Yeah, words are just sounds leaving our mouth and entering (laughs) (laughs) someone's ear. (laughs) They're just sounds. And and if you really break it
1: down, they're just frequencies that we're using our vocal cords to speak at that translate into like sound waves that go into like people's mouth at a base level. Yeah, at a base level. They're very, very simple, arbitrary. They
0: themselves would mean nothing unless we had attributed meaning to them right. as the listener.
1: Right, 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 Words
0: actually don't mean anything except what it means. I mean, <laughs> I mean something and I use words to try to convey that meaning. Right. And then your brain interprets those sounds to mean something Right. that may or may not actually mean the same thing. I'm trying to mean.
1: Right, you're saying somebody else could interpret what you're saying differently than then than what? you said. Yeah, yeah, and so this is like okay. So you're, you're probably thinking right now, okay. What? What is? Why does this matter? Okay, <laughs> it matters a lot, guys. A lot. It matters a lot. A whole okay, lot. because uh, the 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 words that we actually um, the words that we actually use or the the meaning that we attribute to words can actually affect our lives in crazy ways. Uh, you can tell just by looking at the social, political, cultural climate that we have right now in America that words are used in a very divisive way, in a very separating, obviously way, argumentative way. And then people can be saying the same thing uh, and and mean different things or be saying different things and mean the same thing. Did I just say that right? <laughs> yeah I don't know if you said it right, but you said it right all because. Be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I did say it. That's good. But but we can get in arguments in in our own relationships. Words affect our um affect our relationships uh-huh. especially if we're saying the same words but are meaning two different things it right. causes division that there. And then it actually can shape by the way that we interpret words in our lives and we're going to sh- we're going to show this and kind of talk about this. It can actually shape the decisions we make and the th- and the things that we actually choose to enter into or even our beliefs in a way because of the words uh that we learn Uh, for for an example like one of my students yesterday we're having a bible study yesterday and we were talking about integrity and and she says to me she says i hate the word integrity and i was like you hate the word integrity why and she was talking about how when she was like growing up in middle school um or middle school or high school or whatever like one of their core it was like you know Mesa school pride or something like that. And the I am pride stood for integrity. And so for her integrity actually matched up with school. And it was like this weird mantra thing that wasn't really carried out. Cause it was like this normal school. And she was like, why does this even, why does this even matter? And then like people were kind of being hypocritical anyway. It's like, we don't really value this integrity. Cause we didn't actually push it into the culture of the school. It was just kind of like, this is what we do. We're integrous. And it's like, really, you know? So it actually mm-hmm. became a word that was like said over and over and over. Over again without actually the fruit of seeing what integrity was that she tied that meaning to her, and then because of that, she hated the word integrity, and it kind of like grossed her out even to hear the word integrity. When in my mind, I'm like thinking integrity. I'm like integrity is awesome. It's important to be It's like inte-
0: inspiring.
1: It's inspiring. Yeah, it's important to be in- integrous. It's actually one of my like my high values is to be a man of integrity, right? So like right. based off of my experience of that word integrity and in her experience, we are experiencing. The integrity in a completely different way right yeah and then yeah, that's obviously yeah. keeping her from you know i mean maybe stepping into like embracing that word or it's or at least it's going to be have to said differently about what integrity is in order for her to embrace a lifestyle of what it being integrity tegris would be you know
0: yeah, yeah. totally mm-hmm. another example of how words can affect us is a friend of mine when i was in college told me the story of her her mom was making a salad in the kitchen. She chopped up all the stuff, the greens, you know, the veggies and put it inside the big bowl mm-hmm. and then asked her sister, hey, can you toss the salad? And so the sister walks over to the salad bowl, grabs it, walks over to the trash can <laughs> and dumps the salad into the trash. <laughs> salad tossed. <laughs> salad tossed. I did exactly what you said. She, her mom said, can you toss the salad? And meant one thing. The sister interpreted that <laughs> differently and all, but also toss the salad. Right. So, did she toss the salad? Yes, she did. She did.
1: <laughs> but she didn't toss it in the way that her mom wanted her to toss Not the salad. A very different meaning of very the word toss. Meaning. But we we have this like a, a bunch of, I, I don't know. It's almost like a trend or whatever, like words that you hate or something like that. People always say, but like moist. Moist, moist man. <laughs> moist. <laughs> but people hate the word moist. And, and I don't know where that actually started because I think people started saying that they hated the word moist. And because of that... Everyone started it hating started the trending. word. It started trending. Yeah, it started, like yeah. It was like a trend. It was like a fad. It was like everyone hates the word moist. It's. I'm confused by that, actually. You like, know,
0: people just band around things they hate.
1: <laughs> that actually is very true. <laughs> That's true. That is very <laughs> true. But moist, we were looking at words that people, people are grossed out by. Moist. Uh, giblet. Giblet. Mucus. Or phlegm. Phlegm. Mucus. Which is actually spelled so cool. It's so weird. Interesting. P-H-L-E-G-M. Phlegm. Yeah flem flem sounds french anyway flem crust crust <laughs> are you grossed out yet <laughs> because i sure am not because they're just words guys they're words they're words but but the meaning or the visuals even that we get through those words affects how we experience those words those words especially obviously words the purpose of words is to communicate right to mm-hmm. to understand um, so they're are, there are highly relational tools to be able to talk to somebody and to have, you know, co- close connection with somebody else or to have ideas to grow in certain things. Words are are, are super useful, but the, the meanings that we have behind those things can can really affect, you know, our, our experience of life, you know what I mean, or experience yes. of people because uh-huh. they use a certain word that brings up something from our past or, you know, has kind of like a, an emotional tie or something like that or even a phrase, you know. That we used to hear that our dad used to say or, you know, like, yeah. or, or you know, um, in our family or that was like kind of a mantra of our family. Those things can actually gross us out because of certain things. Just like a photo, it, you know what I mean, would gross me out. A word could be said and then it actually, it rubs us the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not because of the word in itself. Because words are just sounds coming from my mouth reaching your ears and then you're interpreting them right but because of the meaning that we actually attribute to those words
0: yeah and those meaning just to further argue the point the meanings of the words even as a collective change right Right. like it's words that used to mean certain things don't mean those things anymore now they mean something else right or they have multiple meanings when they didn't have those meanings before right and so we can't really get caught up in thinking this word means this thing because words don't mean things right people mean things people mean things (laughs) and it's uh i think it's it's so important like aaron was just saying in our relationships and being able to address what the actual issues are of things right and we use words and sometimes we fail at understanding somebody because we get so caught up in the words that they're using right and not actually trying to understand what they're trying to convey right it's important the way that we use our words and the our our ability to not hold on to words so strongly Mm -hmm. and to actually look to the next level. Like what's the deeper thing that's being communicated? Right. Trying to actually understand the person rather than nitpick what they say.
1: Right. Yeah, and and that's super important because um, in like communication skills, like a common rule, and people argue this, but is that only 7% of like of the actual words that you use are communicating meaning to another person. Like, of the actual words. Like, other than that, what's the rule? It's seven. There's seven, seven.
0: The, the saying is that there's 7% of what you communicate is words, 35% of what you mm-hmm. communicate is tone, and 55% is body language. Body language. So Wait, that
1: didn't even make equal 100, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it not? 35, for the, uh, Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. No. I don't know. I think we have it it wrong. It's (laughs) 33. 33. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 33.
0: So 55% body language what they say. Right. 33% tone. Right. 7% the actual words that we use.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So your words aren't... um like the words alone often aren't communicated. That's why texting is so dangerous. And we've all experienced that. You know what I mean? When, when you send a text and then someone gets the wrong idea through what you are texting. you're yes. like, that was actually something nice that I said, but because of maybe the last encounter that you had with them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or because maybe there's a divide in the relationship or something like that. They view as what you're saying is sarcastic. You're like, I didn't mean it's sarcastic. I was actually complimenting you. Right. 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 But right. Because it, the fact is that the words that you're experiencing, right? You, you don't have the tone. You don't have the body language behind them right you only have the words right <laughs> and so you're going to attach those words to what you interpret those as or the tone that you immediately see as and then it, obviously it's going to affect our relationships like crazy
0: yeah and there are more meanings than the words that are there often <coughs> it's like right the the meaning that we try that we um that we take from what somebody sends in a text or an email if it's like just a factual thing, maybe not. But if there's any kind of emotional context to it, any at all, there's mm-hmm. so much room for interpretation. So much room. So much room for interpretation for us to take something, read something, and make it mean something that maybe wasn't intended. Right. Or to miss to miss the meaning, or to, I don't know, make it less and Im- seem like less of a of a th- of importance than maybe it was, right. or more important than maybe it was. It's just there's so much ambiguity. Ambiguity. Yeah. so much ambiguity. Mm-hmm.
1: And and um and oftentimes it's what we're we're drawn to, right? is is words. Like especially I like look at our um like our kind of climate right now especially on like social media and then you have like like political stuff going on, right? We often don't want to go beyond words because it's harder to go beyond words and actually seek to understand another individual or another idea. And so we're often led and led and led astray by by certain headlines and titles and words that mean certain things based on <laughs> different cultural things or societal things or political things, right? And they grab our attention and then immediately um, kind of feed us information or create meaning about something or create uh, an emotional response out of something because of the words that are used, right? Mm-hmm. So so we, we really need to be, careful right in how we're operating with words obviously because they they aren't powerful in themselves but the, someone can interpret our words as differently and that's what creates the power in them right the power that yeah. we give them or that other person is giving them and then we need to be careful what we're actually uh, allowing our eyes to be drawn to as far as words are concerned in our media right <laughs> in in the way that other people are speaking to us in the world in the way that world at large for, for centuries like you know people have been using like propaganda and stuff like that yeah. like words to elicit meaning to create an emotional response to get you to believe something it's like holy moly and i'm not talking about a specific side right here i'm not you know right, like on, yeah. on anything i'm talking we've been using this forever right like yeah we've been using this a long time um because the way that we use words can can uh manipulate or can, you know, kind can, can bring somebody into a belief. So we need to be careful about the words and actually seek to understand beyond words, beyond the words in all aspects of our lives, to see beyond the words that our that our um, you know our partner is telling us, that our friends mm-hmm. are, are telling us to seek to understand that person, that intimate relationship, and then also to seek to understand ideas or uh, political topics, cultural criticism or, or societal things. Oftentimes if we hear something, <laughs> this is actually crazy. If I hear something and it sounds good, I'm more likely to believe it.
0: Right. If it sounds good or something that you want to believe, you're more likely to believe it. Yeah.
1: Especially if I already am leaning towards that way. Right. And then someone says something elegantly in the same leaning that I'm already there. And then it could be totally false, but I'm like, that does sound true. Right. Right. (laughs) So we need to be really careful about how we actually. Uh, approach words how we actually use our words how we actually hear our words how we actually accept uh, uh, certain words um, that are that are given to us to, con- to convey ideas and convey meaning so that yeah. we that, so that we aren't a slave to them right and obviously i think they can be used for good you know like but they also can be used you know poorly
0: yeah there's and there's the the fact the very fact that words will only mean what uh words will only mean something based on how they are interpreted by the person listening, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, I can't say a word and make it my exact meaning of it come across and let, except through the my use of words and trying to communicate, right. right? And then that gets interpreted a certain way. right? And so whenever we come into a conversation thinking that we know exactly what somebody means, that's so dangerous to, and, and a likely likelihood of misunderstanding someone because if we are going to assume that everything they say means exactly what we what we mean when we say those things right that is probably going to lead to misunderstanding right
1: if we think that words are concrete
0: if we think words are concrete and are not malleable are not flexible or not ambiguous if we think words are concrete then we think everything in this word is like I like to think of words like packages, and you just have a you have stuff inside the package. and You have a word, and that is a package that's carrying things that I put inside. I'm giving that package to you, but you're going to open that up, and it's going to be something different, right?
1: Yeah. Right? It's it's like it's a magical package. I
0: I point out a package to you that I have. Uh, you know, I labeled I labeled it politics, and <laughs> everything is inside that box. For me, that means you know, when I say politics, I think about these things. You're going to pull out your politics box, and it's going to have different things don't right. have a lot of the same things probably, but it also have different things. Right. And I can't think that because I said politics, I'm giving you my box and you're only going to have the stuff that's in my box. Right. It's like, that's not the way that <laughs> communication works, unfortunately. Right. right. Although that is the goal. It's just not the way it works. Right. And so if we think that people have everything, everything that's inside our box is the same thing that they have in their box, we're probably going to misunderstand people. Mm hmm. And so it's important to recognize that, that it's going to be different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, and then you really have to, um, you know, you really have to seek to, to understand which is more difficult than just taking things at face value or just right. then having your box and thinking that everything's going to be the same based on what people are, are telling you, you know, because if somebody, you know, says something to me, um, and then I interpret it a different way, you know what I mean? I can interpret that way. I could get hurt by somebody and then hold on to that belief when they could have been using those words in a completely different way. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So actually getting locked into specific words or how people use words, this is a, this is like a classic, like trope of relationships is, yeah. is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is people arguing, you know, um, using the same, the same words but seemingly, but things. meaning completely different things and on completely different planes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so, but, in in order to have healthy relationships and step step into health, we can't view um, our definitions of words or our the meaning that we attribute to the words that we use as concrete and fact. We just can't do that because my fact about what a word means, you know, right. <laughs> might have a different interpretation. And obviously, we have like we have things called dictionaries that give us base meanings of words, right? Right, but They're probably upon. Agreed upon, the commonly agreed upon meaning of this exactly, word. Exactly, the commonly agreed upon, yeah. So so we have we have definitions, so in, in that way. But, but those even change. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> one, those change, and then probably even more of a definition is how someone actually interprets even those words that give the definition of the yes, word, exactly. right? So you have this like endless loop of like these words are continually breaking down. So if that yeah. didn't prove the point that words we can't. Are ambiguous. <laughs> words are ambiguous and, and they're arbitrary, they're arbitrary right we, they've been given meaning by us right and so we have to be careful um, about how we're actually interpreting those words and how we're using those words and how we're here how we're hearing things you know for the sake of our relationships for yeah
0: sure. for the sake of our relationships to actually connect and understand someone else mm-hmm. we have to not think that words are concrete right and again it's hard work it's hard work and it could be scary kind of as well like, right and then it's like anything. It's like it's like losing grounding. You know, it's like, well, what's gonna ground us? Mm-hmm. That's just the way that we are. We communicate. It's like there's concept inside of me that I'm gonna try to get inside of you, right. and I'm gonna do whatever I can to communicate that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna work. Maybe it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. But that's what we got. And at the end of the day, we are social beings we're trying to connect with each other Mm -hmm. and we use what's available to us to connect and to communicate. I think part of the beauty of the differences is that it actually helps us expand our thinking too. Because if everything only meant one thing, how locked in and closed minded would we become if there wasn't different ways of interpreting things? Mm. You know, I think it's kind of beautiful that we can take an approach to understand somebody deeper on a deeper level by asking the question of, well, what do you mean by that, or what do you mean when you say this? Like mm. you said this thing, what did you actually, what did you mean by that? Right. And that's an opportunity for us to grow. And right. yeah, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. But words, uh, they impact our decisions. Yeah. Right. The way, the way that we understand words, and Aaron and I were having a conversation about a couple of different things, but, mm-hmm. but the way that we understand something the way that we take a concept or we hear something we hear a phrase and mm-hmm. it means something for us we can so often and so easily pack that with with understandings different yeah. understandings and to mean different things and then now i've got this box you know this word or this phrase and it's this box that i have now packed all these things inside of and sometimes we take that box and we push it off to the side and think i don't want i don't want to have anything to do with that box right any, like like the word integrity. Right. If I take my the word integrity and I pack these experiences that I've had with it. Negative experiences. And, and negative experiences, experiences. It means to be fake. It's just a mantra. It's not real. And that's what I think of when I think of integrity. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to push, push that away and not think about that word. Right. And maybe not want to have anything to do with things that have to do with that word either. Right. But what happens sometimes is like I was just talking to... Gave this example with with Aaron earlier but if if i'm like packing up my house i moved a lot when i was little we moved a bunch of times i think like 12 times by the time i was Jeez. in high school and we always pack up the house and you label the boxes right because you want to know where to put things you want to mm. know what's inside of which box where do we put it and how you know when, when do we unpack it and and all that which ones are we going to leave in the closet and never touch <laughs> right but what will happen is if you put something inside of the wrong box, maybe something that doesn't fit with those things, and then you put it away, then you're not going to have that thing available to you because it's packed away in some box somewhere. Mm. And if I put it in a a, a box, if I uh, have a, a teddy bear that I put in with my, pot, my pots and pans, <laughs> I'm gonna if something's going to be in there that shouldn't really be in there, right? And just because the teddy bear was around the pots and pans, I kind of grabbed all the stuff that was there and I put right. it in the box. Right. And we can have an experience and take that whole experience, everything that came along up with that experience, put it inside the same box. The same word box. The same word. Yeah. And we make that word mean all these things. Right. And we push that. Push everything that has to do with that, we put it to the side. Yeah. So and
1: integrity no longer means living according to values. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it means uh, inauthentic. Now where it's been where it means all these
0: other experiences that... Right happened at the same time got put inside that box inside that word integrity and now integrity means something different
1: right and because of what was put in that box maybe the things that we put in there were too heavy and so we did (laughs) we did put that box away
0: right you're like i don't even want to think about those mm -hmm. things don't want to deal with those Mm -hmm. things but there could be good things in there
1: right exactly that
0: we're missing out on and we're avoiding
1: right but we put it out yeah a, a huge conversation that i was um i was having with abby uh, recently was about uh, was about purity culture, and uh, she was having a conversation with with some girls um, in her college, and they were talking about purity culture. And then, if if you don't know what like purity culture is, uh, what what I've seen that it's become, <laughs> purity culture is kind of like uh, the shame and and blame um, that both males and females feel from. Uh, maybe religion or from the the, the church around sexuality, um, around, you know, not having sex before you're married, you know, uh, it's a big thing in Christianity is, you know, kind of, you know, valuing the, you know, waiting for, for sex before you get married, you know I mean, to have that covenant of marriage before you enter into that. But that's caused a lot of shame for people who have messed up or um, who have had sex before marriage, or whatever, and then the shame and blame—probably be- that they've actually experienced. You know what I mean? From from mm-hmm. religion or from certain churches that have that have um, brought them down or condemned them for doing that, right? And so um, you have this like idea of of purity culture. It's like a it's a word that means wo- two words, a phrase or whatever that that right now, especially it seems like means means a specific thing. You know what I mean? It's like oh, like this this um, prudish. Con- condemnatory, condemn, condemnatory, <laughs> like shameful. Yeah, condemn. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> condemning shameful way of treating people who don't like adhere to like the rules of some religion, you know. And um, and we we're like talking about it, and I was thinking, well, you know, like I am a believer, and I, I do believe I'm called to be in a. I'm have a culture of purity you know what i mean like i, I want to like seek purity in my life if you actually take what purity means to me like you know what i mean like i want to live purely and, and i want to be in a culture you know what i mean that we value purity and we la- value living holy and and being clean and, and all of that different kind of stuff you know but the words have taken a whole different like a whole different take you know what i mean right. where it's like this purity culture is like this evil like religious thing that is this oppressor on uh on women on on men you know what I mean to keep us from from doing you know you know whatever you know what I mean to keeping us to live our lives from from making us feel shameful and little and terrible and all this stuff and so you have these two words this this purity culture or whatever that almost you know what I've had conversations with people they scoff at it you know what I mean it's like oh this dang purity culture but then in my mind I'm like well don't we want to have a culture of purity you know right. what I mean? <laughs> like are we believers like I'm like it, it, First John literally, you know, says it says in the Bible, like, be pure, like keep yourselves pure, just as he is pure, my my dear children, you know? So I'm like, that sounds like a culture of purity to me, right? So so it's it's not the words purity culture, because those things mean completely different things to me, right? But it's the meaning behind those things yeah. that has created like this almost subset of of brokenness you know what i mean or actually like a culture against purity culture you know what i mean which really seems to be founded in like brokenness shame blame or condemnation from from the church by another person but then you become against this like this ideology or this phrase these this with these words when really if you actually look at the words that face value without that kind of like brokenness or that thing it's just having a culture of purity which is valuable to me you know <laughs> yeah so so it's like it's interesting that we can we can step into this place and then and then even like purity or like going back to the integrity things like things that that i would say are, are are good things to step into purity and integrity are amazing are actually things that aren't they don't just mean like being clean or like you know and then having like being an environment a community of people who are going after holiness or purity right anymore they mean condemnation They mean blame. They mean shame. They mean religion. And so, Mm -hmm. again, you going back to the box analogy. You have purity culture. Then you have all these things in the box that gets way too heavy. And so you toss out the baby with the bathwater. You know what I mean? And then oftentimes those just those ideologies of those words um, make us rebel. Like completely against yeah, those things is what I've seen. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if it's so hard to be living up to this purity culture, this evil purity culture, I'm just going to do whatever I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then people end up like getting into a even more brokenness because because of the way that they were viewing a certain right. set of words that that they had attributed certain meaning to them. And that actually breaks my heart. Like it, it actually breaks my heart because in my mind, I'm like, I know God is good, and he's actually called us to purity, you know what I mean? And he's called yeah. us to freedom, and he probably knows better than I know, <laughs> you know? And he's not yeah. a God of shame or blame or condemnation, but we've created these these uh, these words, you know what I mean, or this this phrase around the brokenness rather than around the truth of maybe what those words actually mean, you know, or what yeah. they can mean.
0: Yeah, it's like, and it's like taking that phrase purity culture and it means whenever whenever I first heard that when Aaron was talking to me about purity culture, I didn't think any of those things like the negative things, right? right? I thought, oh, that sounds like something, you know, I would expect to hear at at a church about being pure, you know. Right. And I actually thought when he was first talking about it, I thought he was talking about it in a positive light. And then I came to realize, oh, he's like all these negative things that are tied in with that phrase purity culture, like right. the, the shame obligation and condemnation right. judgment being looked down upon right and whenever we whenever the people who have that understanding of that phrase that purity culture means those things those aren't the only things that are tied in with that right i mean the concept of purity is tied in with that right the the, the church the idea of the church is tied in with that because that's probably where they got that experience of mm-hmm. being shamed and being mm-hmm. looked down upon and judged the way that god sees them is probably tied up in that meaning right. too And so if all those things are tied up in that one word or that one Mm -hmm. phrase, purity culture, they're probably gonna gonna avoid those things, right? They don't wanna have shame, they don't wanna be judged. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to have those things. Mm -hmm. And so if I think that what comes along with those things are the church or a relationship with God because that's the way he looks at me, I'm gonna probably avoid those things. And that's actually become a driving factor in my life. That I now live my life according to the way that I see that phrase purity culture because of how deeply I was impacted by that. Right. I had an experience and what that, the way that I capture that experience is purity culture and I want to avoid that. Yeah. So now I'm going to live differently. Right. And what. So it affects your decisions. It affects our decisions and the way that we live. Mm -hmm. And that what, it needs to happen well i don't know if i should even say that but something that can happen i think is going back to that phrase like we're opening up a box mm-hmm. and thinking well what really belongs in here right how do i take the things out that maybe aren't actually tied connected to this right what are the things that just ended up getting pulled in with the experience and put into this box right maybe i need to unpack that and maybe it Maybe shame, maybe judgment isn't isn't specifically tied to purity culture, right maybe I mean, and maybe it's there are other things that are in there that I've just kind of put inside and mm-hmm. you know made them mean the same thing and mm-hmm. tied them together in one lump, but maybe it could be different, right, maybe that's not the way it it needs to be
1: right, yeah,
0: and being able to separate some of the meanings that we put into words. Right. I think can help can help with better communication one totally you know it's like if people who use the same word to describe everything <laughs> right it's like we talked about that in a, another episode but being able to use specific words to describe things kind of actually helps our own experience of those things mm-hmm. when we're able to vocalize and to express ourselves more specifically and having more literacy you know mm-hmm. having a, a, a more variety of a, a better Vernacular. variety. In our words, in our <laughs> vernacular. Yeah. But there is healing that comes from that. I right. think when we think, what are those things I've tied together that maybe mm-hmm. don't need to be tied together, that right. don't need to be associated with. Yeah. I think there's healing that comes from that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Huge healing. I think, you know, another one would be just like sin, you know, mm-hmm. in, in general. I mean, that's like a big thing that's been pushed. <laughs> Um, pushed by uh, pushed by the church you know Um, and I mean the Bible talks about sin you know a lot of that stuff but but when you hear sin you don't really hear sin you know what I mean (laughs) or a lot of people probably don't just hear sin you know you hear uh, hellfire and brimstone preachers you know talking about sin you think about yeah you think about hell or you think about again condemnation or God you know <laughs> God striking you down or something like that Sodom and Gomorrah you know you mm-hmm. you hear like the the shame that you have around you know I don't know any sin that you're in you know what I mean and then we see that and it immediately causes a, a brokenness in us and then we don't actually see sin as just the I mean I guess the definition meaning you know missing the mark you know, Mm -hmm. right. It's just, it's just missing the mark, but sin, we don't really see it that simply because of all of the, the stuff that is in the same box with sin, you know? And then, and then it, again, I'll say like it, it kind of, um, it's really, it's really important that, that we get this because if say, you know, especially with, in our relationship with God too, it's super important because if God's like, Hey, like come out of sin, you know what I mean? It's like, we're not hearing it as like hey like graciously you know come out of come out of your sin like you, you know you've missed it but like i'm going to make right. up for it you know we're hearing like come out of you, you shameful you terrible you you know right. you yeah, you know yeah. we hear religion we hear blame we hear condemnation we hear all this stuff surrounding sin like not allowing us to be where we're at what whatever it is not being enough for god or you know and then and then we hear that and then we can get called out or someone can even point something out um, in us and say like, hey, I think you're sitting in this area, and then immediately like blow up because of all the things that that word is tied to, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and then uh, I, I know that. You know, that, that weight gets so heavy, you know, sometimes I've been, you know, so heavy and feeling so much shame or condemnation for my sin that it makes me want to do the exact opposite, you know what I mean? And just go like, I'm just going to do whatever I want, right? I'm just going to, I'm going right. to ghost and it actually pushes mm-hmm. me away from something good because of the word associations that I've made with that certain word with being integrous, you know, or with uh, with purity, living in a purity culture, or with, you know, staying away from sin or whatever, those ties can actually lead, lead and change those decisions that I'm making to actually be free from something that's damaging to me. Because if I actually look at just, like, sin in my life in general or, like, Let's just call it mistakes. If I say mistakes, you probably already feel like okay, mistakes. I can take that word. You know, <laughs> right, right. It's like everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has those days, Hannah Montana. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but everyone, everyone makes mistakes. But then you say mistake. It's like the same thing, really, as sin. You know, it's like. But then it's like, whoa. You know, there's like a frustration with that word. It's like, well, why? You know, what I mean, like that. That's crazy. You know, they mean a, a pretty similar thing. You know, I would say, but but yeah, you can get caught up in that and then keep yourself from something good or something that even that God has for you or like something powerful that and healing in a relationship because of those mindsets, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy how much, how much our understanding of certain words and maybe it's the, we understand we, we have a certain experience or under, you know, we understand something and we use a word to capture it, Mm -hmm. but the way that we capture it impacts our decisions. Yeah. And it really, it really does change the, the way that we behave, the way that we respond to things. Mm-hmm. When we hear certain words, you know, people say certain, you know, like trigger words. Right. I, I don't know that I have any trigger words, but I've heard <laughs> it's like I heard I it's it, a thing, though. I heard it's a thing. Well, you know, somebody hears a word and then they're triggered. And yeah. I, I get it on the, I definitely get it. On, I'm not talking about on like the emotional trauma side of things. Right. That makes sense. I get, understand that. Right. I mean, like people, I don't know, <laughs> people hear a word and then they just get irritated f- for some reason or they just get weirded out. I don't know. But there right. are words that actually impact our experience of life. Right. And impact the things that we think we can or cannot do, mm-hmm. or impact the way that we relate to someone or don't relate to somebody, right. whether or not we think that that person is somebody we need to tear down or not, mm-hmm. you know, and just the, the, the words that we choose to use are important for shaping our own experience, right? as well as shaping the experience of others. Mm. And when we realize that not everybody has the same meanings of things, you know, when we can use words in a way that are maybe harmful to somebody else, mm-hmm. we it's good to know. Yeah. Cause then we can try to understand that person more. Mm-hmm. Maybe understand why this word is so impactful and if it's, uh, something we should avoid or not. And it's just, it helps with our, it helps build our relationships. Right. If we are intentional about the words we use and are mindful that maybe they don't mean the same thing for everyone.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And being aware of the experience that we create mm-hmm. when we look up, I don't know, i'm just thinking about videos on youtube like so and so destroys so and so right i right, was right. saying earlier it's like why are we wanting to destroy people anyways
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's like those yeah political videos of like you know right-wing conservative uh, like <laughs> yeah decimates like <laughs> leftist communists i'm like <laughs> why are we <laughs> you know what i mean but those things like draws in because of the words because and then we like watch these debates where they're just you know destroying each other with their words you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then and then we're like celebrating that you know it's like and i i notice it you know what i mean facebook gives you the algorithm gives me all these political videos you know because i like will watch them from time to time you know and then and i can even find myself like yeah they get, they need that they deserve that you know what i mean it's just <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy but then you realize if you look behind the words and it's like destroys like that's a that's a pretty crazy word. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, at right. least in my own vernacular, I mean, like, why are you trying to destroy another person with a different belief than you in the first right. place? Like, <laughs> wait a second, and wh- Yeah. And why are we celebrating, like, you know, this political figure decimating, you know, somebody else's self esteem who's like a college kid who, like, you know, I know. I know. Oh, we're man, like, so yeah. Sad. You know, it's like, well, let's take a look and, like, step back and be like, wh- what are we actually going at? These things are creating, you know? Crazy division, you know.
0: Yeah, crazy division. Crazy division. Words create worlds.
1: Words create worlds. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think the encouragement, you know, after all that, again, I think Daryl, you touched on pretty much everything. But, but yeah, just to to know the impact of our words on other people, um, and then and then to be able to actually seek to understand rather than just look at the words that somebody else is saying, you know, and then to be able to question. The words that we see um, on social media, you know, on um, on the internet, you know, I mean, on those like clickbait things, you know, and then to actually question, like, is this actually? You know, is this actually like, are they actually getting to the point here? Are these words actually conveying, you know, something that is, that is life-giving and then to not keep ourselves, to be aware, I think of, of the ways that we've tied certain things to, to certain words, you know, maybe it could be a silly thing like moist, you know what I mean? And then to actually question like, why do I hate that word? It's just a word. It's a sound, (laughs) you know, but, but maybe it's something more serious where it is like integrity or sin or um, or church, like you know, what I mean, like there's certain mm-hmm. emotional responses we have, um, God or Jesus, you know. Like yeah. I think, I think especially those words are Jesus is like a trigger word. You know, you start talking about Jesus and people are like. <laughs> You know, (laughs) don't bring Jesus up in this conversation. You know, it it can be right. Like Mm -hmm. they can be like, I mean, Jesus says he's going to be a stumbling block, you know, but they can be stumbling blocks because of, of what we attribute to that word or to that, that person, you know, um, and then to be aware of those things and to question why our emotional response is so heightened maybe to those things in those like trigger situations, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that is important. If we haven't done that work with to actually dive into, well, why am I so bothered by this? Right. What am I making this mean Mm -hmm. whenever someone says this? Right. And why does that bother me? Yeah. And doing the inner work, you know, takes intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you said it, Aaron. Deeper understanding. I think that's at the heart of it. It's that so mm-hmm. we can understand each other. Right. I think that that's the purpose of communication. That's the reason we have developed language and words and sounds and why we do things. Why we have emojis on our text message now, yeah, <laughs> is to better convey under to to be understood and also to seek to understand, mm-hmm. to try to understand the other person, not being caught up on the words, but actually understanding someone else's heart, right, and what's going on behind it,
1: yeah. And that's, that's ultimately love, you know, that's ultimately loving to do is to to, to not just see things as surf, surface value, you know what I mean, or right. what, what someone's saying, but to actually look at the heart, you know, and yeah. to actually get to the heart. And it's going to take a lot more time than just taking words at face value. And, um, oh my gosh, I got to sneeze. <coughs> Bless you. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's a lot easier to take people's words at, at face value. We like that. We like short little bits. Yeah. And you, you see that all over the place. You know, people taking short things that people say. And then <laughs> this person said <laughs> this person said this. And we're like, why are you crazy? You know, are you serious? Totally out of context, you know, yeah, about what somebody else said. So we just have to, you know, we have to be careful and actually seek to understand and do the hard work of actually loving, like loving on a person and, and looking deeper so that we can love. We can love better. Yeah. Looking deeper so we can love better.
0: Look deeper to love better.
1: Words create worlds.
0: There are a war with words.
1: Beyond words with Aaron and (laughs) Daryl. Beyond
0: words. (laughs) Last fun fact of words. The word goodbye came from the Old English shorthand, God be with ye.
1: So God be with you, so all God of our be buggies. With you, buggies. <laughs> God be with you. God be with you. <laughs> you guys are incredible. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, podcast, uh, YouTube, all the good stuff, TikTok. Um, yeah, we love getting this content out to you guys, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. And uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to like, share with your friends, uh, talk about it, message us. Yeah, we would love to talk about some of these things with you guys. All right. See you later. Peace.